Researchers from Johns Hopkins University have suggested additions to the NIHSS, the National Institutes of Health Stroke Score, to include some symptoms that are currently underrepresented in the scoring system. Errors in line cancellation and a visual field type of test are both candidates for inclusion in future scoring systems. Presenting her poster at the International Stroke Conference in San Francisco, I asked Rebecca Gottesman to explain the background to her study. This is a, a study that we did to see if we could improve upon the NIH stroke scale in assessment of cognitive dysfunction after stroke. So the NIH stroke scale is a, is a scale that was de developed as part of the NINDS-TPA study in the 1990s. And it's basically a scale that we use to assess the degree of severity of stroke in stroke patients. Um, it primarily has two purposes. One is to get a sense, if we're just trying to decide about giving intravenous TPA to patients acutely, of how severe their strokes are. Often if patients have a very low NIH stroke scale, we may not give them TPA because the feeling is that their stroke is, is mild. Um, in addition, we use the NIH stroke scale to determine uh, patient inclusion criteria for various research studies. It's also used occasionally as an outcome measure in research studies. So, so people will say if their NIH stroke scale improves by at least four points or nine points, then that means that they've improved. Um, our concern is that we're missing a lot of aspects of the stroke that, that may not be uh, shown in the NIH stroke scale very well, particularly people with non-dominant hemispheric strokes. So usually right hemispheric strokes, you can have a lot of neglect associated with that. Um, and the NIH stroke scale only has up to two points maximum for neglect, whereas aphasia on the other, on the other side of the brain, you can have up to seven points off if you have aphasia for an equivalent lesion on the other side of the brain. So what we did is we looked at a, at a larger battery of, of cognitive tests to see if any of these added to the NIH stroke scale in improving prediction of the actual volume of the stroke in the acute setting. Um, we had 261 patients who were assessed within three to five days after an acute stroke with an MRI with diffusion-weighted imaging as well as with an extensive battery of tests for neglect, between eight and ten tests for each patient. Um, we also did, we measured the volume of acute stroke on their diffusion-weighted image, part of their MRI, um, and that's what we used to analyze the association between their NIH stroke scale, which we got from their charts retrospectively, and their performance on cognitive tests, um, and to compare that to the, the volume of infarct on diffusion. And we found that two, two tests, the line cancellation test, which is a test where patients are given a sheet of paper with, in our case, 28 lines on it and just instructed to, to cross out everything that they see, um, and we calculate a percent error on that. Patients with profound neglect miss a number of the lines on that, on that page. The other test is a test where patients are exposed to finger wiggling in both visual fields, and they're asked to say whether they're seeing one finger or both fingers over 12 trials, and the percent error in the in the side contralateral to the stroke um, is calculated for that test. So we found that those two tests added very significantly to the NIH stroke scale as independent predictors of diffusion volume, which is the actual acute stroke volume um, that patients have. Um, and with those, you can use, you can create an NIH stroke scale plus using the ratio of the regression coefficients when we do that, that statistical analysis um, to show that that these tests do add to the NIH stroke scale plus. This scale does still need to be validated in a, in a separate population. Um, and the, uh, one major question is, 
it's very it's it's very nice that we can predict diffusion volume, which is the acute stroke volume, but does that actually mean anything in terms of patient long-term recovery and patient function? So that's going to be a test that has to be done in the future, but I think hopefully this will be promising uh, research to, to help assess acute stroke in the future. Rebecca Gottesman, speaking to me at the International Stroke Conference being held here in San Francisco for the Audio Journal of Cardiovascular Medicine, I'm Helena Morant.